actually see. Oh, I can see very well. <laughs> I can see very well. <laughs> Did you want to add anything? Oh, just we want music to be more even funkier and uh, more danceable and more understanding. Dispatches from Planet Funk. This is the Ace Out Podcast. Dedicated to all whom the man tried to ace out by profiting from the soul without stopping to give props to the prophets of soul. Uh. Mm-hmm. That's right. We can dig it. It's the UPS man delivering the packages to Barack Wayne. That's right. <laughs> Nick, did you see that? You didn't even see that. A guy just delivered a package. <laughs> oh, he's trying to catch him. Catch him. Go get him. Nick's got to run out of the And that's how we do the Ace Out Podcast. <laughs> Oh man, that was perfect What I was going to say before I was so rudely interrupted Is we're brought to you by the letter P, J-Stone And we're sponsored by Pete People for the ethical treatment of ear holes Because we're all Funkanaut family affiliated Because funk is just fun with a K That's why they pronounce it funky Isn't that right, Jay? You know it, brother Jay Stone, I'm in a celebratory mood. You know, Ricky Vincent, the professor of the funk, he does the History of Funk show on KPFA. Mm -hmm. He is a professor at UC Berkeley, uh, a musicologist, you can say. And 25 years ago, in 1996, he put out a book on the funk. Wow. Uh, You know, about the history of the funk. It's one of my favorite books of all all time. Anyway, uh, you know how... Ricky Vincent, he put out a list of his favorite 2019 albums a couple years ago, remember? Yeah. And he picked basic instructions before leaving Earth by the Funkonauts. Mm. And we are so proud of that. Can't believe that. But anyway, so the publisher, you know, they got to update the book. The book came out in 1996. So the publisher of that book, they're putting out like a new edition, a 25th anniversary edition. So they asked Ricky Vincent to update and say what his favorite albums of the past 25 years were. And what do you think he picked besides 3121 by Prince? <laughs> besides Worldwide Funk by Bootsy Collins? Wow. What did he pick, Jay Stone? Nah, he, he, picked picked, he picked the Funkanauts. The Bible, basic instructions before leaving Earth. We've come full circle. This book inspired me to uh, dedicate my life solely to funk, getting out of uh, playing rock back in the mid-90s. Now we're in the book. We made the book, the latest edition, Immortalized. How do you feel about that, Jay Stone? Man, I, Take I a bow. I thank you, thank you. I didn't realize it was all that until I just read it when I sat down here. Man, uh, that well, is pretty amazing. Well, yeah, right? I texted you that, right? Yeah. I thought that was some kind of list I, I didn't put together either. Yeah. I read it more closely. I'm all, oh, this is going in the book, dude. Wow. Yeah, right? I wanted to I wanted to surprise that you with that. Heavy, heavy, dude, man. We are immortalized. We're immortalized. Speaking of immortality, I am doubly, perhaps triply excited uh, to interview our next guest. He's, he's on his way home from the automotive shop right now, the auto body shop, getting his car worked on. We're getting ready to interview who, Jay Stone? Grady Thomas. Grady Thomas. Shady Grady. Oh, my God. 
This is the exact reason why we're doing this show, Jay Stone. A guest like this, the exact type of person we need to be speaking to. Uh, whenever you review P-Funk history, it always starts at the barber shop, right? That's you right. always hear yeah. about this barber shop. And that's a barber shop where George Clinton did hair. <laughs> and some doo-wop with his buddies who used to hang out in the right. shop. Buddies such as Grady Thomas, mm-hmm. Fuzzy Haskins, Calvin Simon, and Bow Wow Wow, Yippee Yo, Yippee Yay, Ray Davis, right. and a little uh, Billy Bass N- Nelson kind of hang out in the corner. And this is in Plainfield, New Jersey, by the way, Jay Stone. Mm-hmm. This is back in, you know, late 50s, early 60s. Right. Uh, when Grady met uh, George Clinton, he met him because he needed a process. Wow. And Grady said that George gave him a process with just a comb and a glass of water. Wow. Uh, they formed, these guys, they formed a real doo-wop group. They named themselves after a pack of cigarettes. They called themselves the Parliaments. So that's where that name comes from. Some people think it has to do with, like, England or, par- you know. Right. Cigarettes. It's a, it's a, a pack of cigarettes, you guys. Simple. And it was a singing group. It wasn't a funk group. It was a doo-wop group. And, uh, you know, they had the suits. They had the dance moves that they were trying to do. Temptation, huh? They put out some singles. The most well-known is Testify. Billy Bass was kind of like their first musical edition. And then they started to get some cats that became the Funkadelics. In fact, Jay Stone, uh, Grady Thomas told me that Eddie Hazel, he sucked at first. He came to them when he was 16. <laughs> and sucked they, at yeah, first? Yeah, they sent him away. They said he sounds terrible. Uh, Billy uh, Bass brought him in. Wow. And he came back, of, for, of course, sounding absolutely brilliant. Right. Um, so Grady is on everything. He's on the very first Parliament Funkadelic albums. Mm. All the way through the 70s. He's there for everything. If you've seen uh, P-Funk, even if you saw them in the P-Funk All-Stars in the early 90s when he came back for a while, Grady's the dude. He wears sunglasses, Jay Stone. He's in all purple. He's a big-ass dude. Looks like he's about, like, eight feet tall. Right. He's got... He dresses kind of like an Egyptian style. Right. And... uh, Dark glasses, right? Yeah, he's always got those dark glasses, man. He's a big old brother. He sings like in that mid-range, just above uh, Ray Davis's kind of pitch. Right. Uh, so he's on everything, basically. Um, they got a little dissatisfied in the late 70s, and Grady, Fuzzy, and Calvin, they left. And they did their own album. They actually called it Funkadelic Themselves, which is a legal problem for them. But it's actually a very good album. I have it right here. I got the CD. It's called Who's a Funkadelic? Those three guys produced it with um, Gregorico. Gregorico, oh, drummer, of course, from oh. Sly and the Family Stone. Wow. So they record this in the Bay Area, and they also, um, I think they mix it in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use, actually, Grady told me his band. It was called, like, the Shady Bunch. Okay. So that's the band, actually. So we're going to ask him a lot of questions about that. Yeah. Uh, they even a- appeared on Soul Train, which is what that clip was at the beginning when you heard uh, Don Cornelius's voice talking to him. Um, okay, he went back for a bit, I told you, and then he started this group in the late 90s called The Original P. Right. And in that, Jay Stone, it was those three cats and Ray Davis. My boy Pete Pizarzik played keyboards in that band. Okay. And uh, they, they were a pretty good band. I saw them at Maritime Hall a couple times. Uh-huh. Original P. Wow. And they put out an album on Westbound, actually. I remember uh, Steve Boyd, he put out something on Westbound in the later years. Uh-huh. They did as well an uh, album called What That Shaken. 
And uh, they also put out something later in the last few years, actually, called Funk Force Trauma, okay. featuring Shady Grady Thomas. If that weren't enough, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as part of the original group. In 1997, he was inducted by none other than Prince. Wow. And he's also got a Lifetime Achievement Grammy in 2019. There's a cool picture of Grady and GC uh, at that event. They haven't seen each other in a while. I know, right? We want to thank utmost JW again, Jay Stone. He's the one that uh, got us this guest. JW, his episode, episode five, is still one of our most popular episodes ever. Check it out and learn everything you need to learn about JW. JW is like the principal. If Grady like misses his pre-interview or misses a call, <laughs> I call JW and go, "Hey, <laughs> Grady didn't call way. me back. He's not answering." You know, right. I, I, I tell on the guest. You know, I call JW and he handles the my, the business for me. Right. You know, this <laughs> is the type of world that I'm living in now, Jay Stone. Grady has butt dialed me at least ten or eleven times. Wow. He's a butt dialer apparently, and it's an honor <laughs> to be butt dialed by Grady Thomas. I'm not even sure if he knows that. I'm gonna ask him later. <laughs> That happens to me a lot, to be honest, because um, my name, I'm usually at the top of people's like contact list. Right, right. So if they accidentally open it, like I get butt dialed by everybody. Oh, man, that's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, um, we got some live shows coming up. Uh, Funkonauts are going to be appearing live. We'll probably have already a- appeared live a few places before this episode posts. Um, it's Bring Your Executive Producer to Work Day, Jay Stone. We're here with Scott. Scott Shepard's in the house, sitting right in front of me, hanging out. We're having fun with Scott. Thank you, Scott. We're here at the Blue Room with Ways Behind the Board. Shout out to Debbie JJ. Of course, Three Charts. This is Isaac Bradbury Production, Jay Stone. We got people listening to us all over the place, all over the world. Yeah. I want to thank our listeners in France and Japan. Listeners in Senegal, what's up? Hey. Listeners in Thailand, in Indianapolis, in Fairfield, Chino, San Diego, California. Mm-hmm. Listeners in Oregon, listeners in Nevada. Wow. St. Louis, Missouri, Massachusetts. This, <laughs> this music's chipping me the fuck out. You know what this is? These are like outtakes from like Funkadelic, like ah. shit that they didn't make into a song from like 1976. Okay. Yeah, I thought it'd be cool to listen funky. to. Yeah, it's hella funky. Uh, anyway, New Jersey, New Jersey, where the P-Funk uh, came from, Brooklyn, Pennsylvania, Dallas, Texas, Ohio, all over the place, VA, Virginia, remember you can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, tune in, Overcast, yeah. <laughs> but the real deal experience where you can see photographs of the guests, you can read an article about the guests, you can hook it up. You can buy yourself an Ace Out Podcast t-shirt. Jay Stone's wearing his right now. That's right. Where is that, Jay Stone? Aceoutpodcast.com. That's A-C-E-D-O-U-T-P-O-D-C-E-L-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-G-B-
I shouldn't be cursing on we Grady's episode. We freaked him out too, though. <laughs> you, he did, he's like, whoa, I'm all standing here. Like, That's right. He's probably more scared of us than right. we were of him, right? He's, he saw three people in headphones. I'm like talking into a microphone. I'm like, UPS man. He's like, ah! Nick runs out chasing him down the street. Oh. All right, you guys. Did I mention the Ace Out t-shirt? Yeah, I said it. All right. I'm ready, man. You ready to interview Grady? I'm ready, brother. We're going to check on him. Maybe he's home by now. Uh, in the meantime, you know what? Um, I got the album, Who's a Funkadelic, right here, Jay Stone. Uh-huh. On this album, there's like a 10-minute epic song called The Witch. Okay. The Witch, by the way, is George Clinton. So it's a, it's a little shout-out to him. Uh. And I didn't realize, but Grady said he wrote this song. This is his tune. Uh. He, did, he said he did all the witch vocals. He wrote all the lyrics. And it's like in different movements, you know, it's okay. like Bohemian Rhapsody, but oh, funk, right. you know. Okay. Anyway, I thought we'd listen to a little bit of that. So um, we're going to listen to the third movement okay. of The Witch by Funkadelic. Uh, this version of Funkadelic, Grady Thomas, Fuzzy Haskin, and Calvin Simon. We'll listen to that and then we'll talk to him on the other side. What do you think? Yes, sir. Hope we get no more deliveries, the man. Witch. I need my concentration. <laughs> <laughs> pretty <laughs> all right That's a little bit of uh, Grady's Bohemian Rhapsody, Jay Stone. Okay. That's the witch. And Grady told me, you said you you did most of the vocals for that, even the witch vocals and stuff like that? Yeah. And you came up and with a concept for that. Except, except, uh, except the, the girl who's party at the end, you know, the, 
Uh-huh. I did almost all the vocals. Nice. And you came up with that when you guys were recording that album, or I guess finishing it, Who's a Funkadelic? Um, somebody said you should write a song about leaving George Clinton, or is that how you came up with the idea? Yep. That's that's when uh, uh, Steve Gold from Lex Records, they, they wanted something, you know, to, just to let people know that, you know, this wasn't a George Clinton song, you know? Right. And uh, and I, I said, okay. And I went back, I thought about it, and said, hey, I want to do a funk opera, you know? And right. That's why, that's why this is, it's so long, you know, start off slow and, you know. Nice. So. How did you work I out that tune? doing a funk opera. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. How did you, like, first work that out or come up with the different parts? I don't know, man. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I had a younger man at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired. And, and then, uh, although I had a lot of, uh, had a lot of herb on it. <laughs> 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 I was just, I just sit there and, and thought about it, and then I said, "Hmm, the witch is dead." And, and it wasn't hard to do because it, it was at that time we were so relieved not to be handled by the witch, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, uh, so that so so the. Those, those lyrics and changes all just came kind of easy, you know. Right, right. And I'm, uh, that's my most favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> Ours too, man. Well, we want to talk about all the all of that, all the stuff you did with those cats, original P as well. Let's take it on back, though. And thank you, by the way, Grady, for talking to us. It's really an honor to speak with you. Uh, I've been wanting to interview you for a long time. And thank you for coming on the show. You were born in Newark, New Jersey? Mm-hmm. What was, uh, what was yep. your childhood like growing up? What was the childhood? Yeah. What was it like for you growing up? I know you were going to work on a book, write a book about your life. Yeah. What was it like for you I'm, growing up? I'm still, I'm still working on that book. That, I want to read that book. That's, that's, that's why it's a lot of things I can't probably reveal to you guys right now. You can't reveal to book, us? But, oh, man. But, uh, when is the book coming out then? Uh, when I'll finish it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it for a couple of years now, you know? Nice. You know, I'm... I'm I'm kind of halfway through, but I kind of stopped. A couple of things stopped me, you know. What yeah, stopped I had you? A ghost writer, had a ghostwriter that was helping me, and she disappeared. And, mm. You had a ghostwriter yeah. that disappeared? What happened? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what happened to it to, to today. Wow. Yeah. Did she take the material with her? No. But she got... got and, in her, in her, her, her laptop, probably. Right. Oh, damn! That's but, terrible. I'm sorry to hear I, that. I got, I got a lot of it on cassette of all things. Well, at least you have mm-hmm. something. How about now? You currently live in Stone Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. How li- how's life out there? How long have you been living there? I love Stone Mountain, man. Oh yeah, I, I live close to the park, Stone Mountain Park. Uh huh. Right. And I can walk. 
I can get to the park in five to eight minutes from my house. Wow. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, I used to, I lived in Georgia for a sh- short time. I used to work in Stone Mountain. Um, oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Short time, you know, just for a couple of years. Man. Okay, well. I like then, it so much. I keep saying, uh, I wish I could uh, pitch me a tent and stay in Stone Mountain Park and live in it. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you love Stone Mountain. They won't let you do that, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Although man. that's supposed to be a uh, 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 racist cap capital, but hey, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that it's kind of like a Confederate monument too, right? Yeah, yeah but hey, hey, that that ain't that ain't happening no more. Right, right. right. Know, Times we change. Done, we done, we done took over. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Can you reveal this to me? Did you come up as a drummer and a percussionist? Like, that's where you started, playing drums and percussion. Is that true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I started, yeah, I started playing drums on pots and pans when I was a kid. Nice. <laughs> eight, eight, nine years old. On, on pots and pans. And, and, then, and then I got some bongos. And uh-huh. I play, started playing around. But I didn't, you know... My father, he, my father was a, a saxophonist, right? Your father played saxophone? He, yeah, he, and his dad, he, that's what I wanted to play sax like him, you know? And uh, he, he said, okay. And he gave me this damn, damn clarinet. Start <laughs> 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 start on this here, you know, and then you can jump over to the saxophone. Right. And, uh, Man, I couldn't stand that sex, that clarinet. <laughs> corny sound, no straight. Yeah, you so, thought that was corny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I never really played any big bands and that drums, but right. you know, I played a little bit of uh, percussion with P-Funk for a minute, and, you know. Right on. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, so tell me about, so... Um, the the barbershop in Plainfield where you met the other guys, right? Um, yeah. You said you met George right. Clinton because you needed a process. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I first met met George in Newark at the at the uh, at a at a barbershop. You know. Oh, in Newark. You know, actually, he went doing. Yeah, that's where I met him at. That's and uh, gotcha. I used to get my hair done at this certain, at this certain place called Supreme. Supreme, uh huh. They was the, they had the best processes there, mm-hmm. and you'd get your hair done there one week and next week your hair started falling apart. You had to go to <laughs> go some place and go back and get a a reset. You know? <laughs> right. It's kind of like the and, chiropractor. Uh, and. Uh, so um, one day I was—I forgot who took me around there, but there's a guy. I took, I needed my hair reset. He said, "I knew a guy who would do it for you." And so uh, I said, "Okay." And so he took me around, around on the street on Pishon Avenue in Newark mm-hmm. to this guy's house, and uh, he came out and he told him, "Man, he he want to." You want to uh, uh, get this guy a reset? And he said, yeah, okay. 
So he, he had, they, there was a van out there. I don't know if it was his father's van or what. So a I got out, I sat out in the van. He came out with a comb and a glass of water <laughs> and, and, and reset my, my hair in the van. <laughs> Get him. And that, and that that guy happened to be GC. <laughs> wow, George Clinton. Process reset in a van with with a glass of water. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. And then uh, Calvin, yeah. Calvin Simon. You knew him like from much younger though, like when you were in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, in <laughs> elementary school, Mama Street School. Wow, he came in there. Can we go yeah. back, though? Oh, okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, Grady. Um, I guess Jay Grady. has a question about... Uh, yeah. When you were getting your hair done in the van, how did you wash it out? Because I know it must have been burning. <laughs> right? No, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have to put no, no more lye in it. Have, okay. This is a reset. This is a reset. You know, you know, oh, it, so, it's, you know it had to, I just had to wet it and, and, and wave it over. Oh, you know? okay, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I think he's like resetting the old line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was like, man, in the in the van? <laughs> he must have been burning. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No. That yeah, shit was hot, boy. They yeah. Just, processing hair. That wouldn't have been... Man, I did that shit one time. Do that. As a kid, <laughs> I look like a girl. <laughs> 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 And um, so, so Calvin, did you use, guys used to sing together or anything when you were younger? Or yeah, me and Calvin used to just do a little singing when we got Calvin. Calvin left and went down south somewhere. Went back down south, mm-hmm. and when he came back, we were we, we was in junior high school, Cleveland Junior High. Cleveland Junior High. And him used to, me and him used to singing together just. You know, doing a little bit, and and I I had sang with some, uh, some uh, a local group around there a while, but yeah, nothing big. You know. But yeah, that's that's when I first met Calvin. Big cow, tall drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> tall drink of water, cow. And then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Ray too came in at some point, or you saw him in another group or something. Yeah, this is after we all kind of moved to Plainfield, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, as as the, we were the parliaments, and then uh, you were the parliaments. You moved then, to Plainfield, and there was there's a group, there's a group in Plainfield called uh, Sammy Sammy and the Delock. We used to uh, challenge them and have have do. Me and George used to, used to give little shows, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and then some other people would hire us. And, but um, I, I'm trying to think something happened, and and the guy that was the bass singer in, in, with the parliament, he quit or he, we let him go, mm-hmm. and I started singing bass, you know? So you were the bass singer for the while? Yeah. Gotcha. I was the bass singer, and I was good. I mm-hmm. was good. <laughs> but Sammy... Sammy and the Delox, they was a good group too, but they right. we used to tear their ass up every time though. <laughs> but they they were good, but we 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 was just outstanding. Nice. The only nice. thing about his group was he had this bass singer that was 
so bad. <laughs> yeah, right. That mug, that mug was so bad. I told George, I said, you know what? Let me move up to Baritone and see if we can get Ray. <laughs> From, right. Ray, always wanted, Ray always wanted to be with us, you know? Right, right. So that, so okay, I, so, that's how I, I pulled Ray over with us, man. That's so, cool. And then we were all set. The baddest move. bass in the world. There was a lot of bass singers in them days. But, hey, right, I he's the never best, heard man. A bass singer that sing like Ray Davis. No, no, nobody could compare. Only, not only, not only was he deep, mm-hmm. he was wide with it. <laughs> deep and wide with it, right? Yeah, deep and wide, and 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 guess what else? What else? Not only was was he deep, he could sing real high notes too. Wow. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. that's so cool, and that's cool that you were mm-hmm. you were willing to move up to baritone for him too. How about Fuzzy? When did he come in the picture? How did he come in? Well, Fuzzy came in right before Ray, I think. Okay, because he was in, in another group in Plainfield. I can't remember their name. They used to do shows off the Hustadillas, and 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 uh, we picked Fuzzy up at that time, you know. Was was Billy Bass hanging around y'all at that point, or uh, he was a younger Billy dude? Bass right, used to hang out with us a little bit, and he wasn't. We wasn't. We didn't really know him as a bass player, uh, right? But you know, we had that barbershop in Plainfield, right? That's where everybody hung out. You know, mm. hanging up there, lying and <laughs> and. and Cussing and fighting and, <laughs> and selling selling weed and 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 and, and, and turning counterfeit money. I don't know. About. Oh, <laughs> I read about that. Yeah. I read. So there was a whole thing going down with counterfeit money yeah. at one time, right? I, I've heard about that before. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That must and, have been a trip. But the bar that was the place to be, you know. Okay. But, right. But uh, anyway. How we really got with Billy, uh, I think, uh, after, well, well, the other part of the story, first before I talk about Billy. Yeah, go ahead. Was how we, how we started, how we got to hit record, you know. I, I had a job working at, at, a, at a, a record a record plant, right. pressing records. Mm-hmm. So you had a and, job and, at a, a place where to, they I, made records. I used to drive the truck and around to the river, to all the, the record stores and delivering records and stuff. Delivering you know? the records to the stores, and, right? Yeah, and then one day, one day I was driving the truck over there, and all of a sudden I heard our record on the radio. Wow! Boy. I said I like to have an accident, but <laughs> man, that must have felt man. good. When I got to that store that I was in, I said, hey, man, they, they, they look on your truck. And, and, and they, they, were, they had some of our records on, on the truck. Wow. Was, so your own record was on the truck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you tell yeah, people so, that's my record? And that's, that's before we got out there. But that's the start of the beginning of uh, us going from local yokels to the professional group, you know, mm-hmm. but we were the baddest local local group around. Wow. Anyway, we, you know, at the at the beginning, we we used to go around and start doing little minor gigs and 
trying to do testify. And, and Billy Bates came to us. He had a, he, he was playing he was playing guitar, right? Right. And I remember he come to my house and and and, and, and with his guitar. And uh, in the beginning of, of I want to testify, it, it, it goes. It ain't ding, 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 it ain't. Right. You know, he could never play that little part right. He go, it ain't ding, hit, 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 hit in the wind. He could never even play that part right. Yeah. And, and uh, so, uh, so we kept on trying to get him. You know, once we got into the song, he played. He could not play play that song, and so we said we needed a. a we need another guitar player. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Billy said, well, hey, I know this guy, man, named Eddie. He played guitar, you know? Eddie Hazel. He said, okay, yeah. I said, well, hey, well, wait, get him in something and have him come over to my house and let us check him out, you know? Right. Anyway, so Eddie came over and, and uh, he could play guitar, but you know what? Uh, he wasn't that doggone good, you know? <laughs> he was just a uh, uh, regular guitar play. Mm. And, uh, wow. And we, look, we told him, we told him, hey, look, man, uh, uh, he sounds good, man, but uh, we'll, don't call us, we'll call you. He's getting that, you know? And, wow, and so, it's hard to imagine uh, that he wasn't good. I forgot how, how, how many weeks or months later Right when he he came back with us, man, he was a terror. Wow! <laughs> oh, wow! He was so bad. You must have inspired <laughs> him then. And then Billy had jumped on the bass, and mm-hmm. and then he was sounding good on the bass. <laughs> right, right. And I was going to ask you then. At some point, you got Tiki Forward in the mix too, right? Yeah. Where did you find him? <laughs> we was. We was playing a gig in Philadelphia, right? Uh-huh. And I forgot. I can't think of the guy's name that was playing drums for us. We had a mediocre drummer. He wasn't that good. Right. So he, he was okay. Anyway, we were playing at the, the, the I forgot the, the theater in, 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 uh, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And somebody said, this guy named Chicky, he said he want to he wanna sit in with us, you know? Uh-huh. So we said, okay, let him, let him sit in. Now, the, our regular drummer, he was he was playing, and and while we was doing the show, and, and and all of a sudden, man, the drums got loud and and kicking, and, and I said, well, let's, let's turn around and look around. Chicky was up there, tearing it up. Wow. I said, oh man, <laughs> listen to him, man. This dude is bad, you know. So, so hey, that 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 gentleman's lost his job that night, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's cool, man. You said you guys were happy to get that band, right? Once you got the Funkadelic, it was, it was pretty. Yep. You're having fun, right? Got Tiki, man. That's great. Man. You know what, uh, Grady? Uh, one thing that I found um, that I thought was pretty cool, besides Testify, was a B side actually for the single. All your goodies are gone. Called "Don't Be Sore at Me." That I saw uh-huh. you had a, you had a co-writing credit on. Uh, 
Let's listen, let's listen to a little bit yeah. of that, and I'll ask you about it on the other side. Let's check that out. This is Don't Be Sore at Me by the Parliament. Audition, like you went to Motown and audition, right? Yeah, we took a we took a crazy ride from New Jersey <laughs> to uh-huh. Detroit, man. <laughs> uh, almost, 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 almost had to kill the driver that was driving for us. Why is that? Although, although, although the driver that was driving for us was a, a nice dude, he was my boy, but. I was, yeah, he was driving too crazy, you know. Right. And I told him, man, you stop this car, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and he, 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 he stopped the car, but he started back up for, and then I didn't get, get out there. And man, you better slow down, man. He's driving all crazy. Right. <laughs> Bring us yeah, we got to Motown, man, and, and uh, we got in there, we, we auditioned to see, see uh, Martha Reeves was the secretary. Martha Reeves the was the secretary at the time. Wow. Yeah. And uh, who else? That's so amazing. And, you know, we started we start doing, doing, our, doing routines and stuff. Mm-hmm. We, we was never a group to really rehearse. Right. <laughs> but but uh, they told us, hey, oh, man, you guys are really good, but well, you got you all like the temptations and right. and, uh, and and the miracles. And yeah, Smokey. Yeah. We, we like the miracles. We like them groups, man. Yeah, man. So we was doing routines and stuff too. So yeah, but we well, we got that kind of act, so they didn't take it. So you you got turned down. That, yeah, and that's how that's how we that's how we got. Found a real life records and end up getting testify out. Right. Wow. And I like. I really like. Don't be sore at me. I think that was a cool cut, man. It's got great production. Hey, um, let me ask you. You said there were some things that you guys used to do, um, or that you had part of uh, making up that you didn't get credit for. Like, so for example, uh, writing credit. I mean, like you and yeah. your folks, me and my folks. Was yeah, that- I think that's one of them. But some of them songs we we saw we did started on stage, you know. So it kind of developed on stage. Thing I knew, 
Next thing I know, some Mr. Smart guy went to the studio without us and 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 and, and finished them. You know, right. And then also uh, my 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 boy. <laughs> right. And we didn't get no credit for that. I got a thing. You yeah. got a thing. Were you involved with? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got, got a thing. thing. <laughs> I love that yeah. song. In them days, man, we were so so happy and 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 and, and, and loving each other. And, right. And people, we had turned we had turned hippie and uh, flower child and. And right. psychedelic, it was <laughs> happening. Jimi Hendrix and all them old you know, psychedelic dudes, man. And we we was the cause of some of them psychedelic groups to get go psychedelic. Even mm. you said you caused some okay. other groups to get more psychedelic. Like the Rolling Stones got funky. <laughs> yeah, right, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Speaking of getting yeah. funkier, how about let's check out to get some flavor of what you're talking about. Let's check out a little bit of Red Hot Mama. I know you like that cut, Grady. This is oh, off yeah. of uh, yeah. Standing on the Verge yeah. album, Red Hot Mama. Right. Making people happy, right? Mm. And and 
and dropping acid and you know, <laughs> you know, hey, 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 believe it or not, that acid boy help help milk us, man. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but what you... mind, I'll tell you I'll tell you all out there the truth. Yeah, you're telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. And what you're saying I think what you're saying, Grady, is like is when you're an artist, when you're having fun being an artist creating, you're not you don't think about the business until yeah. it's too late. Right. I wasn't thinking about no business. I was out there fixed goods and rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Getting your funk on. It's all, hey, can I, I didn't have to work at the old man. Right. I ain't have to work at General Motors. I Right, right. riding around yeah, the country, woo. in and out the country. Yeah. Oh, that was such a wonderful time, man. Yeah. You know. Wow. I, I bet. It. So, do you have any favorite yeah. places you play a show anywhere around the world? Your favorite countries to go to, or gigs that you had that you remember? Yeah, yeah. Japan was one of our favorite places. Man. Japan. Hmm. Yeah. What was going down yes, in Japan? Indeed. I got some. I got some stories about Japan that I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Japan stays in Japan. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Whatever is in Japan stays in New Jersey too. <laughs> hey, Grady, can I ask you something? Um, I was just always curious. So, for for example, no, 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 you no, can't no. ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really, about really music. Good. It's about music. It's about recording. Okay. <laughs> for example, the song we just listened to, "Red Hot Mama." Right. When you guys do vocals, did you guys sing together into like maybe just one or two mics, or did you all have separate mics? Can I, you know, technically, like, how did you guys? Yeah, we. Yeah, we we all had. We had sipping mics at first. At first? Yeah. And then during doing the doing the the hard times when George tried to put us all on one mic and Really? Like so which which albums were those? He so he's trying to put you on one mic? Yeah, not only that, he even even had had us uh, singing behind the stage on one. And wow. when things start to go bad that's that's when we start not enjoying doing what we was doing and said, Hey man, this is this ain't fun no more. Mm. Right, There's okay. Money being made and we ain't seeing none and you know. Right. So let me ask you about that. So did you guys before you guys did the Who's a Funkadelic album, did you ever approach George about doing just like a Parliament's album, you know, like how there's like a Bootsy album, there's a this album. Did you ever try to do that with him or did you just leave and do it on your own first. Yeah, we, we was we was doing it, but yeah. But then after a while, man, again, George just got with other people and started slacking up, and and and, and yeah, man, and, yeah, and boy, some things that went down that that I can't even tell you about till you see it in my book. That. That's All right, it. I'm gonna read this book. I'm telling you, but, as soon as I see it on Amazon, I'm ordering that. Yeah, man. Well, let, um, me, let me ask yeah, you. That, matter of fact, get a couple of copies for people for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? You got it. You got it. By the way, you kind of look like a funk Santa Claus. You ever, ever tell you that, man? You're like a no, funky yeah. Claus. <laughs> no. But, um, you know, okay. you know, 
Yeah, go everybody, ahead. Everybody think I'm George Clinton. No, I know who you are. Nah. You're not George Clinton. We know who you are. Yeah, you know. You, you, but, you know, I'm talking about people out in the street, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah. People that kill, they, they think I'm George. Do they call you, they 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 call you George? There's one shit? guy, man, there's one guy who came up to me talking about uh, trying to interview me. We were walking, walking into a place where well, he, uh, guess what he was getting made his thing. He, and tried he was to trying to interview me. And, I, and, and he kept calling me George, and I kept trying to say, man, I ain't George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not George. He said, come on, George. I just talked to you yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. He ain't talked to me. <laughs> that was not me. <laughs> wow. That name is Grady Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> it sure is. It's Grady Thomas. That is crazy. That's so funny. What I was going to ask you is, you mentioned that you had a band, The Shady Bunch, and is that the band that plays on the Who Funk, Who's a Funkadelic album? That's Do- right. Right. That's right. Okay, and let me see if, if I'm saying some of their names. Um, so Michael Williams, uh, I have him for yeah. keys and guitar. Billy Mims, want to give these guys a yeah, shout out? Yeah, that's the next baddest mug in the world. Billy, Billy Mims is bad. He's on clav and guitar. We have Ben Powers. Yeah, that's my drummer. He still plays drums with us. Oh, he still plays drum with you, Ben. All right, shout out to Ben. How about Johnny Quad Wiley? Yeah, he's still with us. Good. All right. That's good to hear. After we went to court and all that, and, and it was decided, it was decided that uh, George wasn't supposed to use the name Parliament, and neither was us. Really? <laughs> George started using it, and he said, "Well, funk it. Hey, we're going to do it too. <laughs> we can't. We can't sue us. We can't sue him." Wow. There you go. Wow. <laughs> How did the I'm trying to get I'm trying to get um some four one one like how did the music get together? How was the you know, the album created or what do you remember? Did you guys get together to write songs together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and Billy Dilson writing and me, Fuzzy and Calvin, we we took t- turns doing we got together doing right there. Yeah, nice. How did you hook up with Greg Rico as a co producer? That was a guy that we admired being a drummer from from Sly, you know. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, nice. How we was played a show with them, and so we. You played a show with them. Yeah, we played a couple of shows with them. They're the baddest. We love them. Bay Area's finest. How was um? How was working with Greg? Was he a good co-producer? How was the experience? Yeah, he was good. He was he was good, man. He was good working with Greg. Hey, guess what? I, I I ran into Greg at the at the Grammys. Oh, really? Three years ago. Two, yeah, a couple but years I ago. I went to it with him, you know. Yeah. Because you know we all got older. Hey, man, is that Greg Rico? <laughs> yeah, that's Greg. Nice. And I went over to him, man. We hugged, and, and that was yeah. that's great. Yeah, it is. I love hearing stuff like that, man. That's cool. Hey, let's let's listen to a little bit of that because I love this album. We're gonna hear um a few. I'm mean, sorry, a couple songs from this album. We already heard the witch, Jay Stone. Mm-hmm. How about a little bit of connections and disconnections? And this is from the uh-huh. original P. That's Fuzzy Haskins. That's Calvin Simon and Shady Grady Thomas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
the bass drums in that. Mm-hmm. He has been powered. It's great. It's tight. I come completely apart at the thought of having fun. But the secret substance from keeps us together. It's the bomb. Where's from tomorrow? Spending your bar time. You just threw that in there. Call me a fucking lot. Hey, what's that? He needed a spot to put something. And I came up with that. That's probably a positive funk a lot, man. Hey, what's that? Hey, what's that? Uh, today is the seventh. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know why I said that? Why? I'm thinking it's the eighth. You know, Fuzzy, Fuzzy wrote that part there. Came up with that. And tomorrow is Fuzzy's birthday. The eighth. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Happy birthday, Fuzzy Haskins. Right on. I think this is aimed at George, too. Something wrong with you. Hey, <laughs> hey Grady, let me ask you. So That's tight. I have um, a page open in George Clinton's autobiography. It came out in 2014. He said that you would, you would like come in and out of the group. Sometimes you'd come back. And I have seen you. Like I remember in the early 90s, I saw some P-Funk All-Star shows, and you were performing... Um, so you would, you would kind of come back to George, go away, come back. Is that true? Or, but the other, yeah. the other guys wouldn't, huh? Yeah, they wouldn't. And 
And uh, where were you coming from then, with that? Uh, that came back in in uh, George's sons and daughters with family and all the business. Right. And 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 I said to myself, you know, and I got messed over the first time. That was that was my fault, you know. Mm-hmm. But they 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 started disrespecting me and stuff, and I said, no, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna let this happen again. I'm gonna again, you know. Right. So just a lot of like the the size of the group's getting bigger and bigger, and you're getting kind of pushed to the back and stuff. Right. Right. You said yeah. you were saying like um, I guess that's kind of true when I think about it. Like people that were able to get away from George, like Bootsy and Roger Troutman. You said they had kind of the mm-hmm. best time. Yeah, and then the only uh, I. Um, those was about the only people that ever got any place, right. really any place, with George. Why is that? Because they got away from him. <laughs> Business, money, creative. They do they did their own thing. Roger stole his tapes from the studio. Yep. And put them together. Right. I think Warner Brothers did put them out. And, yeah. And then Boosie, you know, he he done his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You're talking about having control then, of the tapes, then, the masters, yeah. Hey, we, 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 then when we decided to get back together, you know, now as much as I love love being a member of Parliament Funkadelic, go ahead. This was the best, really the best time in my life because now we was in control of our own destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, we was writing songs and we was getting. Although we had never had a bunch of big hits, right? But like, but we we did, and, and we were going around the country making money and different new things. Right, we was doing it for a while, boy. Mm-hmm. That's great and, to hear. That's that's what I like the fact that we was. That's why we wrote them songs. You know, who's the funkadelic and mm-hmm. uh, and the witch and all of. It's a very good yeah. album. It's one of my favorite uh, funk albums of all time. Talk to me about, um, so eventually it became the four of you, out of the five, all four of you did original P. So how, so when did Ray come in? When did Ray get with you? Uh, Same reason. Ray had been went back with George for a minute. Right. And then, uh, then he got with Ray with, with the Temptations for a minute, but that Oh, right. you know the bass. Yeah, right. He was in the Temptations for a while. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, we we got him back with us, man. So hey, and we had we had the the, the original members. George Clinton was the only original member in Parliament Funkadelic. Right. Yeah, you guys were great. I saw you live a couple times at the Maritime Hall. My boy uh, Pete Pizarzik was on keyboards with you. The only oh, white dude man. in the group. That boy was. <laughs> that boy played like he got, had six hands. I know, right? He's like a one man <laughs> band, right? <laughs> yeah. And hey, man, I was proud of us, man. You know, we was, we was, we was, we was, I'm telling you, I guess I can say this. I ain't say this like bragging or nothing. Go ahead. But people were saying, man, you guys are better than. Than, than George and them. You, George, y'all playing stuff. 
you're playing the songs like they used to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, but, and you guys yeah, have the energy. I mean, Georgia, with Georgia's band, all those members, they was good. They, hey, sure. it was good. And, and hey, and, and me personally, I wish them the best, you know? Of course. I wasn't trying to outdo them. I was really just trying to do it, you know? Right. Yeah. You guys... You got a you signed with Westbound, yeah. right? You were you were on Westbound Records. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When did how did that come together? And then we got my hey my son uh, guitar Gino. Right. Yeah, what's your son's name? Gene Gino. He was dope. I remember him, man. He was great. Yeah, man. And he he came down here to Georgia to visit me. He wanted to play uh-huh. with, with with the band. So, like him and him and Billy Mims and, and Eddie Hazel seemed, seemed like they did the same thing. He came to play guitar with us and he wasn't that good. And I told him, I, I think I heard his feelings. I told him, I said, <laughs> hey man, you know, you sound good, man, but you, you just wasn't ready yet, you know? Right. You told your and son he, that? That's good. And he, then he, he went back to New Jersey and came back and wow. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. See, you know how to inspire those guitarists, man. And then Ray's son, Billy Derek, uh-huh. and, and bass. And, man, we had a bad band. Wow. Yeah, you guys, were, it was yeah. a great band. I saw you guys. You guys were wonderful, man. And you did a good album, too. You know, I, I'd be remiss. I do not want to end this interview without playing a little bit of Call the Doctor, one of my absolute favorite songs. I drive around my truck listening to this all the time. This is Call the Doctor off Who's a Funkadelic?
ask you you got your purple outfit style from a woman named judy carey mm-hmm. tell me about that we love how you look on stage with the glasses it's like you got kind of a purple chic outfit how'd you develop mm-hmm. that style chic grady Judy Carey was Eddie Hazel's girlfriend. Oh, Eddie Hazel's she, girlfriend, got you. She, she wore purple all the time, and I liked it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm, I like that. Let me, I, I stole that off of her. She had a bad purple motorcycle. A, po- a purple motorcycle? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's nice. By the way, speaking of uh, Judy Carey, wasn't she the one that made sure that you got your honors? For a rock and roll hall of fame? It was Billy, Billy Bass's girlfriend. Oh, got you. Sorry about that. So Billy Bass's girlfriend, um, what did she do? Um Billy Bass and Eddie Hazel's girlfriend. <laughs> oh okay. I think that's how I got it mixed up. <laughs> but my point is that was nice of her to make sure you got included. I watched the footage of you doing your acceptance speech, it was really cool. My name is Shady Grady Thomas. I'd like to thank everybody. Thank God first, of course. Without him, we could, none of us could do anything. I'd like to thank my mother, my father, for making me possible. And again, I thank God for giving us the health, the strength to carry on this long. And uh, I pray that another 50 years, we'll still be up here getting another one or something somewhere else. Thank you, everybody. I know I can go back there anytime I want. Right. You know? Yep. All I got to do is show up. Nice. That's right. But well. I'm not going to show up and not have myself protected with a contract and so on and so forth, you know. That's right. Good for you. So you have mm-hmm. to handle that business, too. Yeah. I hear you've been working on playing bass. Yeah, I, I've been working that hard. I just, <laughs> I just like the bass, and and uh, I played a little bit. I'm, I'm still learning, you know. Right. I, I don't even have first bass yet on the bass. So. You doing anything in the studio lately? Yeah, that's that's what been, that's what what's been keeping me busy. Just working on some songs and. I got a lot of. I'm, I'm learning how to. I'm learning how to, to use these uh, recording devices. You know. Mm. What, what kind use? of? Yeah. yeah. What are you using? <laughs> Studio One for Sony. Okay. And I got Pro Tools. Uh, got Fruity Loose. 
Grady, it's been really, really great speaking with you. It's been an honor to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, it is. To be seeing you on yeah. stage and to talk, man, that's incredible. It's been fun to uh, laugh with you about the old times and the funny stories about the old days. And uh, to talk to you about how you made your own music and how you had a good time with that. And just to put shine on you so people know more about you, more about what you did, more about what you care about. And just so people can hear you, hear your personality. I've been wanting to hear yeah. you and talk to you for years. So it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, I just want to say, man, I'm, I think I've been blessed that all this, you know, uh, all the things I've been through, and all the good times, the bad times, hey, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the good times outweigh the bad times, regardless. Right. You know, and I'm hey I'm I'm still so far. Uh, uh, I guess I can say the good Lord left me to still be here at 80 years old. Right, niceness. <laughs> Whoa! Congratulations. Shady Grady turning 80. <laughs> Shady Grady turning 80. <laughs> what are you gonna do the rest of the, this week? You got any plans? Uh-huh. What are you going to do the rest of this week? Any plans? I'm going to be doing some recording. Good. Driving your car? Looking after my health, you know. Good, man. You know, I had had a stroke about two years ago. Oh. Oh, sorry to hear that. Well, then it's even great that you're even greater that you're still here, Shady Grady at 80. Yes, sir. And I had had conditional heart failure. I had the... I had uh, eye surgery. Wow, it sounds like nothing can stop you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm in through all of that pretty good. Yeah. That's great, man. Right you must on, be man. Really good right. inside. Yeah. And you know what? Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a letter mm-hmm. to the congressman of Stone Mountain. I'm going to let, so you can uh, pitch a tent and, you know, over there by the mountain, man. I don't think that should be illegal, man. You should be able to camp out right there. <laughs> Yeah, and they should put my picture up on that wall. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. Uh, I, I demand that. I'm with, gonna write a letter. With them glasses on, brother. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, Grady, I hope you have a good night. We're gonna stop harassing you. Let you uh, okay, get your chill on, and I'll I'll, I'll let you know when the, the, uh, as soon as the episode comes out. It'll come out in a few weeks, okay? Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good night, my brother. Yes. Hey, you too, man. All right. Thanks, Greg. All right, man. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> Peace. Hello? We're still here, man. Go drive hey, your car. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> All right, hang up. We're hanging up. You hang up. No, you hang up. I'm trying to hang up, <laughs> Funk is on the road. It's going to hang up sometime. Mm. Yeah. And don't and stop butt dialing me, all right? Talking to somebody, talking about somebody's dad. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that mother. All right. See you later, man. Right on, Grady. Yeah, we said that before. <laughs> uh, I'll see you later. Okay. <laughs> see you. Hang up. Bye. She's gone, a low, a low, 
fucking down. It's like, what the? So what do you think, Jason? I'm pretty sure at one point he was definitely eating something, right? Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Maybe that was his Fruit Loops or something. Lifesavers. He's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> and that was funny when we were trying to hang up at the end. He's fun. I like, uh, I was great talking to Grady Thomas. It was yeah, a real was. honor. And uh, he's got a great sense of humor. And he's still ticking. He's still there. That was funny what he's saying about Stone Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, great to have uh, Scott Shepard in the house today. It's been fun having him here, watching all the uh, bloopers and whatnots and happenstances going on behind the scenes. Um you guys, oh, by the way, before we leave, let's make sure we get a picture of you guys. Don't let me forget. Yeah. Um, I want to plug, because Ricky Vincent was so cool about adding us to the Funk Glossary for the last 25 years on the same list as D'Angelo's Black Messiah. Uh, that, again, is Funk Anance, the Bible, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Get, uh, get one wherever music is sold. We're having music videos come out soon. Now that um, the COVID restrictions are down, we'll be filming those in just a few days, Jay Stone. Mm-hmm. I Can Never Be and Planet Funk. Um, so I wanted to plug uh, for Ricky Vincent another book that he did that's pretty fresh, Jay Stone, called Party Music. Oh, really? As in Black Panther Party. And it's the inside story of Black Panther's band. You know, they had their own like band. Uh-huh. And how Black Power transformed soul music. It's a pretty good book. Um, I took Ricky Vincent's class. I was a student of his at UC Berkeley. He had a. Nice. It, it was called Bebop to Hip Hop. Is the class I took. Okay. Great. You know, watching a lecture Jay Stone on like the Isley Brothers, watching a lecture on you know Jimi Hendrix and yeah. his influence on this. You know, it was a it's a great class, and he's a really great thinker, and it's an honor to be included by him. Mm-hmm. And he shouts us out all the time, you know, with the radio show and yeah. everything. I uh, just want to mention again that we're doing a memorial uh, coming up real soon uh, in just a few days for Brother P. That's on July 10th. Um, we have gigs coming up. We're going to be playing live in a theater near you. That's the Funkin' So come check us out. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, just got a really big uh, uh, response on social media and everywhere with our previous episode, Marshall Thompson from the Shy Lights, Jay Stone. Oh, yeah. Uh, people have really uh, so far just been enjoying that, and uh, people keep listening to it, Sweet. getting lots of shout-outs shout on that, and that was another uh, just exciting guest to have. La- our last two guests were 80 years old, Jay Stone. Yeah, they're they're still out there. They're still doing, doing it. it, you know? And uh, by the way, dude, this is just a random thing. Yeah. You sent me a text. Was this, you were showing me about your dad and his boxing career. What did you show me? That one picture with, uh, what was going on with that? Uh, I remember I sent you, but I don't know why I sent you that. You were talking, you, you, I don't know. I think you were just like showing me some of your family uh, history. But okay. Wh- so you're, he was a boxer, right? Yeah, he's middleweight champ of the world. And, wow. Um, That's oh, what it was. Oh, no. I think yeah. I sent you that picture of Huey Newton. Right, in right, that, right. So that that's, weird chair. that's what it reminded me, right? Yeah. Huey Newton in the chair, right? Yeah, and it wasn't that classic picture that you always see. It was a different chair. Right, right. And this was, I think, t- taken in Oakland. And my dad was good friends. I mean, really, really good friends with, with uh, Huey and that's his brother. That's what you were telling me, yeah. And um, they used to come and pick us up, like, for barbecues and, like, limo and shit. And, um, wow. Just the whole nine uh, when, we were, when we were kids. And uh, That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what it is. And that's a, that's a local thing. Um, I remember in the class, actually, the Ricky Vincent class that I took, he was talking about how 
it's weird. Like there's no class on the Black Panthers at UC Berkeley, which right. is bizarre because it's like local. It like happened like right, right there. there. So he said that shows you what is important to the school, yeah. right? And yeah. you know. And, you know, we can relate to that. That's why we do this show. This show is to put things into history that are out of history. Our guest that we just had, Grady Thomas, is a perfect example. And he was complaining about that. He, know he's, mm-hmm. he knew he was being pushed to the side. Yeah. Uh, we're here to popularize that. And that's why we do this show. And anyway, shout out to Ricky Vincent uh, with his book. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I remember something that your dad was a badass boxer. Yeah. Uh, recommending things to watch because, you know, I'm always binge watching stuff. There's a show called The Bad Batch on Amazon Prime. It's one of the Star Wars shows. Really horrible, uh, horrible animation, but it's a pretty cool show. It's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, I was talking about the book Underground Railroad, Jay Stone, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pulitzer Prize writer, uh, Colson Whitehead. He wrote uh, a book called Nickel Boys and another one right before that called Underground Railroad. Yeah. It's like kind of an adventure story where a woman escapes a plantation. Mm-hmm. They made that actually into an Amazon Prime uh, series right? Uh, directed by Barry Jenkins. It just came out. I didn't even know that. So mm-hmm. um, it's 10 episodes. Yeah. I recommend it. I already watched a couple episodes. It's pretty cool. Um, also want to give an RIP, a big rest in power to Paul Mooney, Jay Stone. Yeah. Uh, the stand-up comedian, he just passed away. Um, he wrote a lot with Richard Pryor. I remember I've seen a couple of Sanford and Son episodes where it says written by Richard Pryor yeah. and Paul Mooney, like right. in the beginning. And he wrote, you remember when Richard Pryor would be like a guest on Saturday Night Live, like mm-hmm. the first ones? So he wrote a lot of those skits and like, mm. you know, he always brought his own writer with them. Oh, trip. And uh, Paul Mooney, of course, was a comedian himself. And he just comes back from that, you know, those old days of great, great comedy. So yeah. uh, RIP to him. For sure. Um, last and certainly not least, uh, we're going to get out of here. Thanks again, Scott, for coming along. We've had a great time. Yep, yep. That was really funny with the UPS guy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll be seeing you guys soon. Um, I wanted to say that what I've been bumping lately, what have I been listening to lately? I cannot stop listening to, for some reason, an album called Irons on the Fire. It's the third album by Tina Marie J. Stone. Yeah, that's the shit. I got that. So Tina Marie, you know, she's a pro, she was a protege of Rick James. And everybody, you know, is being so down, down on white women these days, like Karen's and Becky's. We want to give a great role model for a great white woman, Tina Marie, who is badass. No joke. And, um... Rick James, he basically played and produced the first couple albums, but this is the first album she produced herself, actually. Mm-hmm. It has really good bass on it. It has James Jamerson, um, and it's just a great album. It's fucking dope. It's got jazz on it. It's got the funk, even just badass yeah. love songs. It got like great bass playing. It's one of my, it's my favorite bass guitar album right now yeah. is Irons on the Fire. She's badass. Anyway, I thought we could just leave with the head wrecker as we say goodbye Talking about a song called First Class Love. Let's hear a little bit of that, Nick. First Class Love, the third track off of Irons in the Fire. Oh, listen to that. Mm. Listen to this singing. One of the best singers ever. I seen no her hold auto-tune. A, I seen her hold a note for five minutes. It I believe like, it. Wow. Right, right. Wow. No joke. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we used to rip this from, I was like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. I was dead in 1980. Good. All right. 
see you soon, Jay. Yes, sir. Have a good ride home. Yes. Godspeed. Say, say hi to your uh, raccoons. What do you got there? You're petting got a raccoon? raccoon? I was petting a raccoon last night and a baby skunk. A That's tiny just baby disgusting. skunk. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I get my funk on. That's definitely how you get your funk on, I'll tell you that. All right, peace, y'all. Yes. Thank you.